Hello and welcome to the uplevelmind.com podcast. My name is Drasco and I'm your host for this Real Talk segment where each episode I bring on a heart-centered entrepreneur and live on the call coached him through one central question. Are my business problems actually me problems? In that, I help them uncover why despite knowing all of the business strategies and having done all of the business courses, they are unable to get past their current revenue plateau. Each guest leaves with a deeper understanding of what inner narratives and patterns they need to overcome to realize their next revenue milestone. Without further ado, here's today's guest. Today's guest is Angel Hall, who is the CEO of That Helpful Chick, a virtual assistant and technology services company. She and her team of techies love serving established entrepreneurs and small businesses with website design, updates, CRMs, automation, funnels, marketing, and more. So Angela, thank you very much for coming on. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for the opportunity to do this experience. Absolutely. You're, you're very welcome. And as I was saying, uh, you know, before we start recording, I can only do this because people have the courage and the willingness to be vulnerable to, to do this uh, in a public forum. So my thanks to you for uh, stepping up in this way. So I'd love for you to just kind of take this time and really break down for us, like, how did you get to doing uh, what you're doing with that helpful check? Um, I would say by accident, but I don't believe in accidents. Um, so I imagine there was some divine intervention there. Um, a while back, um, I discovered I had degenerative disc and I wasn't able to work regular jobs, so to speak. Um, and then my daughter was supporting me and I didn't like that. So, uh, I started looking for ways online that I could just make some enough money to cover my own expenses. Um, found a great training program where I started learning how to build websites, SEO, affiliate marketing. Um, and then I got my first client and then she started teaching me all the tools she was using like ClickFunnels and Infusionsoft. Um, and the more I learned, the more I wanted to learn. So I discovered a passion I didn't know I had. Um, and it's just grown from there. I've been in business for nine years now. Um, I have somewhere around 25 clients and then another 15 or so project clients, an amazing team of five women. Um, actually hired my first male uh, recently. Uh, he's my personal assistant and he's a rock star. Um, so it's, uh, I love helping people with the technology because I, I've worked in just about every software and tool there is. And to me, it just comes easy. It's easy to me. And I get that it's a struggle for other people. And so I want to help them with that. Um, so that's kind of how we've gotten where we are. <laughs> Beautiful. And yeah, I mean, I agree with you. It's such a, like I work with a lot of entrepreneurs. There's a lot of them that come onto this podcast. And, you know, generally that one of the the biggest fears uh, and or struggles is that like technology piece is the systematizing piece. And like you said, it's not even just, the nuts and bolts of like, which buttons do I click? It's like the thinking that goes around all of it to make it work, right? And that yeah. seems to be your zone of genius. And the fact that, like you said, quote unquote, accidentally stepped into it, I think is just a, a beautiful story of like life leading you in a direction that actually has a lot more 
to offer to you uh, than whatever the previous path was. So I'd love for you to just comment on, on that reflection. Oh, definitely. I was, um, I would say I was pretty miserable before. <laughs> I worked 10 years in corrections, um, all male maximum security prisons. Um, and that's just an oppressive environment. Um, and there's no joy. Um, and now I work from home. I love what I do. So no day is like work. Um, and I get to help people. So I mean, I don't know. It doesn't get any better than that, I don't think. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So kudos to you for for making that transition. And, uh, you know, in many ways, I think walking your own talk, because like it's one thing to systematize things for others, but when you can show that you can also systematize it within your own business, have your own team, be able to delegate, like do all the things you're going to be coaching your uh, or, or implementing for, you know, your clients. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's also just a beautiful thing of like your own synchronicity and uh, integrity with it. So just wanted to, to acknowledge you for that because I've seen both sides and and with like practitioners that, that do similar things that uh, you do. So I'd love for you to then just dive into like, what is it that brings you here today? Oh, goodness. Well, um, I've been working on myself for about four years now through various programs and mentors. Um, I have seen a lot of change in myself. I'm more, I'm more conscious of the words that come out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> and, and, recognizing when those negative thoughts come um, and learning how to deal with those. And I'm always looking for other ways um, because I, as I mentioned earlier, you know, something that may come about in this session, um, I might get an aha from that I didn't get somewhere else. And that's not, that's okay. It's just different, you know, timing, different resources. It's, it, it's nothing against the people that I've already worked with. It's just the way it is. You know, I, I might not have been in the right place at the time that I worked with them. And now I've done a little more work. And so who knows what's going to come out of this. And anytime we have an opportunity to make our lives better, make ourselves better, I think we should always take it. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm happy to support you through that. And what I'd love to know is like, what is going on within your business right now that you feel like there's either head trash or emotional blocks surfacing in you as the entrepreneur running the business? Um, so last year, uh, probably the, the first year and a half, almost two years of the pandemic, we were doing great. We didn't have uh, any trouble. People, I guess, decided, um, you know, I'm not able to go to work, so I might as well do this other thing that I've been meaning to do. And so people were coming out of the woodwork needing help. Um, and then about a year, it was a little, it's, it's been a little bit more than a year ago. Um, I had some of the clients that I had brought on weren't able to afford my services anymore. So I had clients starting to drop off. So therefore I lost a lot of income. I was, I had finally got to that five figure a month income. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm losing half of it. <laughs> um, and then I did what I, I called it panic loans. They are the equivalent to a payday loan, but for a business, they give you money based on future sales. Um, and 
the payback is a weekly payment, not a monthly payment. So please don't ever do that <laughs> um, <laughs> to anybody that's that's watching or listening. Um, but it's been a struggle. This entire year has been a struggle, even though my income is back up um, and some months have surpassed those $10,000 months that I had. Um, it Because of those loans that I have, the I'm not getting to the point where I'm making enough over that to progress where I need to be. Um, I have a team to pay, um, you know, my regular business expenses plus my personal expenses. Um, and it's just been a real struggle this entire year. And I'm not getting, um, it's eluding me what exactly is, is holding me back. Got it. So just to make sure that I've heard you correctly, it's like you went down this road, um, to serve a particular type of person as the pandemic started that had this massive influx of people coming your way. And then at some point something shifted, either pandemic finishing or those people weren't able to pay or some combination thereof leaving this gap in terms of what you were expecting and what you're now getting kind of forced your hand, whether through panic or it was like the right thing that I thought was going to help to get into this type of loan. And now you're in this space where you're not only just building back, but you're also having to dig yourself out of the holes that that created while also maintaining everything to go forward. Like, would that be accurate? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So what's coming up for you internally as you process that or, or reflect that back? Mm, I have a lot of guilt, honestly about it um because like one of one of the members on my team she's been with me since the beginning um i owe her some back pay um and she's been very gracious i pay her um the recent month and then i pay as much as i can extra to get caught up on the what i owe her um and she's been very good you know you know whenever you can get it that's fine i just feel like after a year i should be done with that by now and i'm not and so it's, it's, I feel guilt about putting my business and my teammate in that position. Um, yeah. Guilt is huge, huge. Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to acknowledge you for sharing it, right? Because I think it speaks to the honesty and integrity that you want to bring to your team, right? Like you, you're you here, you're supporting me. You've got my back. I want to make sure that, that I have yours. And I think that's, that's a beautiful thing. Um, and also to who you want to be like, I'm feeling guilty because I should be further ahead than this. And therefore like that, that's why I don't like it. So I just want to acknowledge you for sharing all of those pieces so openly. Um, the follow-up then that I would have is, okay, so the guilt is coming from essentially like I'm not where I feel like I should be. Like in a year, I feel like I should have been further ahead. What do you think are the blocks that you can identify that are standing in the way of moving you forward? Mm. One of the things that is I think the most challenging for me is um, normally I would say about 85 to 90% of my clients come through referral. Um, 
but I don't know how to get myself in front of those other people um, without anybody sending them to me. Um, that fresh, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, just a, a different audience really than the clients, my current clients referring to me. Um, and then, um, so I feel like once I, when I get them on the call, um, I feel like my, my, my heart of service and my willing, my desire to help comes through. And I don't usually have an issue with, with closing the sale, as they say, I don't usually have much of a problem with that. Um, it's just getting them on the call. Um, that's my biggest issue. Um, and I don't know. Um, I'm trying to, at the moment, what I've been doing is trying to do as much of the work as I can that is possible so that I'm not racking up more back pay. <laughs> um, and so I'm tired all the time. Um, so that's an issue as well. Um, the big goal is to get to the point where I'm not working so much in my business. Um, I think that's a goal of a lot of entrepreneurs. Uh, I'm building a team and I want the team to basically run the business so that I can focus. Um, I want to travel more. I have a nonprofit that I started it. I haven't done a thing with because uh, I don't have time. So. Got it. So with regards to the referrals, right? A, but that's actually a beautiful spot to be in that a lot of the businesses don't uh, end up. However, the flip side of that coin is what you're experiencing right now. Like if that dries up or like, you know, my clients have referred everybody that's kind of viable in their network that is a possible referee to me. Now, the, this, like I've reached the edges of the possibilities of that lead source. So now, okay, I got to venture out elsewhere and then knowing that referrals are good for me when I get new people. Um, what do you think is stopping you from exploring any other strategies to get new people in the door? Uh, one of the things is that I hate social media. <laughs> that is one service that we don't offer because we don't like it. <laughs> Um, I have recently, which is how I, how I ended up here, um, start looking at being guests on other people's podcasts. Um, that's a way I would like to, to get on more, uh, podcasts where I'm speaking about the kind of ways that I help people, um, just to get my face in front of other people's audiences. Um, so that's one strategy I've been working on, um, not very vigorously. <laughs> I think I've been on two so far, not counting this one. Um, but yeah, that's that's one strategy I, I'm going to be working on. Um, yeah, and social media, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know what to do there. I don't like it. I do, And that's probably why I resist trying to figure out what to do. Yeah. Fair enough. So the original question was more along the lines of what do you think is stopping you from exploring ah. other areas? And what I find interesting is like your brain went to, well, here's a strategy that I have tried. 
here's the yeah. things to do. Like it, it was a more circumstantial answer, beautifully articulated, that was kind of skirting around what the essence of the original question was. So number one, why do you think that is? And then number two, how would you answer the original question? Uh, repeat the original question one more time, please. So basically, right now, like you're realizing, I need outside sources of leads. So in some ways, I need to go out there, mm -hmm. be visible in some way, shape or form, right? Whether that's social media, whether that's networking, like the, the strategy is, is secondary to that I have to go out and be found by other people. What do you think is the block internally for you to do that or to explore that? The word that comes to mind is laziness. Um, because like I said, do, doing the work that I do is not work. It doesn't feel like work. It's so super easy for me. <clears throat> and the thought of any of these other methods of getting myself out there would take up so much time and energy and and then I get tired thinking about it and then I just don't want to do it. I just don't want to because <laughs> it's going to be hard. It'll be work. <laughs> yes. And is that really laziness or is that actually resistance? Mm, yeah, resistance. Yeah. Okay. So number one, I think being specific and uh, fine-tuned with your language is very important because somebody who builds a team, creates this business in a relatively short amount of time, is able to pay their team, whatever capacity, like at the end of the day, you still have a team that you're paying, does all this work and fulfills on all of her promises, isn't somebody who I would really associate with lazy, right? right? Yet your brain likes to give you that oh i'm just like i'm just lazy in this in this area but the reality is it sounds like there's actually resistance towards some aspect of visibility right because what got you here so far has been referrals which is the perfect source for somebody that inherently doesn't want to be that visible people just come to me i don't have to you know, be out there and be brighter than I am right now. So people would see me. So what lands when I reflect that? Yeah, um, that's actually been a topic of discussion lately in some of my mastermind groups. Um, because I, on one hand, I've had coaches tell me that I have to, I have to change if I want to be seen as a professional. Like I, I'm a t-shirt gal, everybody, you, they recognize me, my blue hair and my t-shirts, you know, um, and I'm comfortable in that. Um, and then I have this person in particular <laughs> who's telling me that I need to dress up. I need to wear makeup. I need to fix my hair. And I'm like, mm, but do I really like, can I just be myself? And so I think that's a big part of where the resistance comes from is having that discussion in my head are people going to take me seriously are they going to respect that I am a professional and I know what I'm doing um even looking the way that I do um you know 
So I, I would say that's probably my inner fight, my resistance, I guess. So totally fair. And what I invite you to do is rewind back the 30 seconds of you just saying that and replace all the you instances with I. So it's not will you or will other people take me seriously with blue hair and t-shirts and will they see me as a professional? But do I take myself seriously with blue hair, t-shirts? Am I really professional to show up in this way? That is a good question. Um, okay, so maybe I I could adjust the t-shirts. Um, I have no issue with the blue hair. Um, I've worked with many people who have different color hair and, and everything. Um, I don't think that has any effect on professionalism or the, their ability to work. Um, I guess if there was one thing that I think maybe might give me a little more professional look is 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 changing the the clothes, and that's an easy fix. Um, again, it's something that I'm resistant to. I don't like change, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah. So also fair. So sticking on to that theme. Do you need to change your t-shirts to be considered professional? Mm, Say, honestly, I don't think so. I don't think so because there's lots of people who wear t-shirts. So am I just listening to the wrong people, letting them get in my head. <laughs> um, and then I invite you to turn that around as well. Am I listening to myself over and above other people? Yeah. I guess um, it comes down to, because even though I've been, I have been in business for nine years, um, I, there are people out there have been doing it a lot longer than me um, and who appear to be more successful. Um, and it makes you wonder, makes me wonder um, whether or not I should listen to them or go with my gut. Um, and what do you think? I so want to go with my gut. <laughs> and what's stopping you? Mm. self-doubt maybe okay anything else confidence that i i really i think a big part of it isn't due to the the confidence dropping i think has a lot to do with this last year like the being i feel like i'm stagnant like i'm stuck um So, so lose, losing some of that confidence because of that. Fair. And there is going to be a bounce back period from that. And that's totally justified. But the reality is you've been in business for nine years. Yeah. 
during those nine years, you've never had to be visible in the mm. way that is requiring you right now. So is this last year and the hiccups that have happened over the last year really the reason for this nine-year trend? That's a very good point. Um, yeah, I have not had to be visible. Um, funny, <laughs> funnily enough, um, my my coach convinced us to in a, in our group to put a video on our homepage, which I had never done, um, and I did. And immediately following that, I landed a new client for a fairly large project because of that video. <laughs> She specifically told me that that video was what convinced her to hire me um, because of what I said. Um, right. So now, yeah. the more you speak, the more there's overwhelming evidence towards, from the outside looking in, mm -hmm. towards prioritizing and valuing the external more than the internal. So here's mm -hmm. what I mean by that. Do other people think I look professional in a t-shirt? Would other people approve of me showing up as I am showing up right now? Uh, whose advice and teaching and coaching do I have to take above my own gut as to what actually is important to me? How should I show up? so that I am approved or fit the mold of what is appropriate. When I do show up as myself, the odd time that I'm kind of half forced into it, reality sends me back really good results. Right. Right. So now, not only is reality telling you, giving you positive reinforcement that, yeah, showing up as my blue-haired, t-shirt-loving self, is actually cool to the right people. Yet I'm going to ignore that and prioritize the shoulds of other people. Even if they're well-meaning, even if they're an expert, it's still going against my gut. So what comes up for you when I reflect that back? Um... It feels good, actually, um, because I'm realizing I don't have to keep having that argument in, I, in my head, because as you said, I've been given the evidence. I've been given the evidence that if I show up as I am and bearing my heart, then I don't need all that other stuff. Like, so yeah, it makes me makes me smile because <laughs> yeah. I, I don't like change. <laughs> and that's fair. Um, and I know you understand that intellectually, but when you think about being visible and I'll leave visible vague, like to me, I don't necessarily care if visible to you means I'm on social media or it means I'm in other networking groups or it means I'm on pot, like whatever it is. Like, let's just define visible as stepping out of the comfort zone of people just refer people to me. Like I'm in some sort of way being a lighthouse to the people that need me. It could be as simple as putting up another video on another page, like whatever visible means to you. 
I know you intellectually understand. Okay, well, I have now evidence that if I am more visible, good things happen. And I shouldn't be listening to other people, but I should follow my gut. Intellectually, it all makes sense. When you think of visibility, what comes up for you emotionally? Mm. Probably a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> uh, and you're right, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be social media. Um, but I'm not being visible in any way at the moment, other than the small steps I've taken. So I do need to be more visible and I need to decide what that looks like for me, what I'm comfortable doing, um, whether it's networking events or making more videos for my website or social media. I have to figure out what that option is for me. Beautiful. And I agree with you, right? There has to be a level of clarity as to what visible actually means for me as to what visibility would look like if it was as enjoyable as the background work of fulfillment and creating the systems and the things you do for your clients, because there is a possibility where that can happen. Mm. So are you open to diving into the anxiousness around that? Because ultimately, even though you understand these things intellectually and you could like brainstorm all of the things you might enjoy doing, it's always going to be distorted if your body and your emotions are like, mm, no, it's not safe to go down there. So are you open to diving into that or do you want to stick to Kind of like this brainstorming and looking at the problem from this perspective. Well, we, we can go wherever you want to go. <laughs> okay. I, I, will, I will mention that while you were just talking, um, I remembered and it, it brought a little joy to me that um, I love to teach. Like I teach a class now once a month and I like, I really enjoy explaining things to people in a simple way that they can understand, especially when it comes to technology. Um, and that brings me joy. So that's another way to be visible um, is to do more teaching like that. And it wouldn't be work. It would be fun. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So now we've gone from visibility is, uh, you know, this uh, fear inducing, anxiousness inducing thing that I absolutely hate and don't want to deal with to, oh yeah, by the way, there's this whole other fun aspect to visibility that I would enjoy doing more of. So <laughs> yeah. I think we've made some great headway in just that last little bit. So kudos to you for that. Um, and that's kind of what, what I was alluding to with my previous uh, reflection was like, there is a scenario, there is a possibility where healing the visibility could lead to you finding the clarity on like, what visibility avenue is most aligned, most joyful, most enthusiastic to me? Because that I think is where your sweet spot is going to be. Yeah. Beautiful. So if we, okay, so actually to just contextualize a little bit, like what is your um, familiarity or previous experience with any sort of like somatic or tuning into your body type work to explore your subconscious or, or the things under the surface um i've experienced like muscle testing um let me see we have 
I've tried like guided meditations. Honestly, I've not done well with those. Um, I found this, I find the the speaker's voice very distracting. <laughs> uh, so I haven't had a lot of success with those. Um, so that's, that's probably the two that I've experienced the most. Okay. Fair enough. So this is, let's just say on the surface might look like uh, a guided meditation. It's more like a guided exploration of tapping into your body so that you don't have the conscious mind, like throwing out logical answers, but we're really ignoring the, the emotions underneath. So are, are you open to exploring something like that and uh, seeing what comes up? Okay, perfect. And by the way, if at any point you're like, you know what, this is a uh, BS. I don't want to do this anymore. Just I, I'm the, the, the second mate, you're the captain here. So whatever it is, you're not cool with, uh, you can stop at any time. So that's totally fine with me. Okay, perfect. So, very simple. This is not like a big thing. Uh, really, all I want you to do is, are you, are you comfortable closing your eyes? Okay. So just close your eyes and uh, just hold the intention or the thought of, okay, so visibility right now equals anxiety for me. And then just kind of give me a verbal cue as to when you've held that intention and then we'll explore what comes up from there. So does that sound good to you? Okay, perfect. So now they have your eyes closed. If you want to do any grounding breaths, that's totally cool with me. So just a deep breath in with an exhale. It's about twice as long as the inhale. And as you're grounding yourself more, I want you to just consider visibility in the grandest, boldest, most fun way possible what comes up for you from your body or emotionally So I think teaching um, in person, like an in-person class mm -hmm. with a small group of people so that, um, you know, I can easily see what it is they're doing and, and help explain it in a simple way so that they can understand it better. Okay. And what's the feeling of that? Fun. <laughs> um. I just feel like it's something that I would truly, truly enjoy. Um, it wouldn't feel like work, just like the work that I do for my clients. Beautiful. And if you now consider the visibility required to invite enough people to fill that room, what comes up for you? a little bit of anxiety, like, where do I start? Where do I, how do I find them? Um, all these questions like that I don't know. Okay. So great awareness. Where might you feel that anxiety in your body? 
a little bit in my shoulders and a little bit in here. Okay. So shoulders and chest and the head. Perfect. Anywhere else? No. Okay. So out of the, the shoulders, the chest, and that part by the head near your temple, which one of those feels most relevant? Or do they all feel relevant? Probably my my shoulders. It's like across from shoulder to shoulder, mm -hmm. that, that tension area. <laughs> Beautiful. So that tension throughout the shoulders towards your upper back. Random question, but if that tension-filled part of your shoulders could speak, what might it say? Relax. <laughs> okay. Relax around what? Just relax. Um, stop worrying. Not really anything in particular coming up besides that. Just... Um, Because I don't have the answers to those questions. Okay. But, but having the anxiety and the stress is, is not going to bring about the answers to those questions. So just relax. Yeah. Let go of the tension. Yeah. Beautiful. And if you were to have an answer, if you were to take an active step in that visibility even an imperfect one to be seen to provide these invitations for something that you would enjoy doing what comes up for you then <clears throat> well since i live in a small community probably the first thing that i would do is just do a bunch of flyers and put them up everywhere you know in the grocery stores and and things like that and you know. Mm -hmm. So there is a part of you that actually has ideas on what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. And how does it feel to put up those flyers and talk to the community? Mm. I, I guess what I, what's coming up is that it's a lot of work for not knowing if it's going to work, if that makes sense. Like, mm -hmm. But then I won't know if it'll work if I don't do it. So, Okay. So just struggling a little bit with the uncertainty. All right. And if you have to be visible while stepping into that uncertainty, whether within your community or doing the equivalent online to even more people, what comes out for you? Starting to, to get a feeling of, of like being overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. uh, trying to figure out what all to do. Um, uh, especially online. 
I feel like the in-person is almost simpler um, because just because of it being a small community and limited options um, that I feel like would would give results. Whereas online is like is millions and billions of people. And, but, so that starts to feel overwhelming. So would it resonate with you that within the small community, even though it may lead to quote unquote faster results because you can talk to people, et cetera, it's not actually about the results or the smaller community. It's about the magnitude of the task. Mm. I can try and dip my toes into little visibility within my community where the stakes aren't that big. But if I go online where there's millions and billions of people, then that's overwhelming. That's too much. Mm. And then comes up that, okay, yes, it is overwhelming. The small community might be easier, but in the long run, the results, the the end game, like the the people that live in my community are don't need my services, my my business services. They might need my teaching, but they wouldn't be potential clients, um, really, for my business. Right. So it would just be activity that would keep you maybe just outside your comfort zone, still keep you safe, kind of stretch your visibility. But really, it's just one giant activity of self-sabotage because it's keeping you away from really where your people are, where the people that you need to matter to really are, people that you really need to serve are, and really the people that are aligned with your business goals. Yes. Okay. So firstly, can you acknowledge that there's a part of you that's working really hard to keep you safe and it's coming up with really elaborate ways <laughs> to self-sabotage to keep you safe? Yes. Okay. And how does it feel to acknowledge that part? Mm, I mean, there's a pattern there, not just in my business. Um My brain's been trying to keep me safe for years. Um, <laughs> uh, I just recently started learning how to recognize that. Um, so it's it's a challenge I'm still working on. Um, mm -hmm. So not only has this part been working really hard for years, but it's also gotten very crafty. Mm -hmm at ensuring that despite whatever consequences come up or that logically seem like a bad idea, its priority is still to keep you safe at all costs. So knowing that, if you were to ask this part, what is it so afraid of? What might it answer? Failure. Okay. Failure of what? Of the the business failure as a leader. 
failure as a person. So it's carrying a lot or a lot of baggage, right? It's putting on the shoulders and creating that tension. Yeah. And the irony of that part is it's so focused to keep you from failure it's actually producing some failure-like effects by keeping you small. Yeah. And what's the feeling that's coming up when I share that? Frustration. Mm -hmm. At what? Mm. Not like I need I need to figure it out. I need to I can't keep going on the path I'm going and get to where I want to be. Mm -hmm. So it's frustrating. So no, I keep taking that safe path. And is that part willing to work with you to create more safety and visibility and in playing bigger? I feel like there's a small part, but then there's another part of me that is saying whether it wants to or not, whether it wants to or not, it needs to get with the program. And what program is that? Uh, to do bigger and better and stop going down these wrong paths. Um, because there's just so much that I I still want to do. Okay. I have a I have a legacy to build and and. And, and pardon me, but this shit ain't working. <laughs> right on, right? So there's conflict internally in that there's one part that recognizes how much of a contribution you can make to a lot of people when you show up in your most authentic, unapologetic way. And then there's another part that is so rooted in safety or it's distorted view of safety that it claws and clamors its way to always be first to make sure it always self-sabotages to keep you within its limits of what it considers is safe and cumulatively that back and forth tug of war is what's creating the internal frustration the inaction the hesitation the quicksand of well i don't really know what to do but then i kind of do and really not giving you the mental and emotional space to move forward so what's coming up for you when that's reflected back So there's 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 a part that keeps coming up about um, stop I'm trying to find the right words um, 
I used to be a lot more expressive, a lot more um, open. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty open as far as I don't mind talking about anything and that kind of thing. I don't have much of a filter um, coming from 10 years in corrections. Um, and I used to express it a lot more. Um, and it seems like the last, I don't know, five years or so, I don't, it, I just, I just, it's like everything's pushed down. Mm. Um, instead of just letting things flow naturally, like trying to put a filter on it, um, trying to suppress um, and fit into a box. Got it. That's what's coming up. Like, I don't want to be in a box. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And it's now highlighting the deeper layers and you could say enmeshments internally that are happening, right? This is not just about the anxiety of visibility, but it's also underneath that the suppression of expression, mm. right? Because if I truly express myself with my blue hair, with my t-shirts as the professional evidence that I am, that also means I have to be witnessed in that expression, yeah. right? So we would basically go against that fear. And I know there's a lot of parts that are coming up here. And for the sake of time, we can't really dive into all of them. But can you take this time to just acknowledge all of the parts that did reveal themselves and really thank them for giving you deeper awareness as to what's going on? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of, of very nice um, points for me to um, reflect on later. Mm -hmm. uh, quite happy about that beautiful and as you begin to close this off do they need anything from you acceptance um learn more about who it is i want to be as i'm turning 50 um be confident in who that person is the way I want to express myself and, and to do that and to be that and, and everything else will, will come. Beautiful. And can, like, is that something that you can provide for them as you close this off and move into your day to day? I'm definitely going to work on it. Okay. Beautiful. So Take this time to thank what came up and uh, whenever you're ready, going to come back to the present, we can take it from there. <sighs> How do you feel? I feel good. Um, I know I, I recognize there are some there's some things that I do need to work on, but I fear I feel like they've become clearer about those areas that I need to focus on. Um, so yeah, I feel good.
Beautiful. And yeah, I agree with that reflection in that what you got was a peek at, you know, what like the iceberg under the water. Mm-hmm. Right. On on the surface for you, this is showing up as I'm hiding behind visibility. I don't really want to go out there. I've grown my business with referrals. I wish I could just continue that way. But what's emerging now are like, I've come to the end of that story. Like that chapter is beginning to close and where my business wants to go and where I want to go is going to require that I step out beyond these limitations. That is what you had at peak in today about where those limitations are coming from. What's the iceberg underneath the surface of the water that's creating these surface level patterns, right? Because the best online uh, visibility strategy or putting on the right shirt is not going to solve the parts of you that fear expressing the parts of you that have anxiousness around being visible, the parts of you that don't want to take ownership of who you are and the uniqueness of your authenticity. When those are revealed, when those are healed, then whatever outside strategy you might implement, podcasting, teaching, YouTube video, social, like whatever it is strategically and tactically that ends up resonating with you it will be authentic because you will have revealed and healed all the other parts underneath. So does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. And if you can then just summarize in your own words, kind of your um, revelations with regards to this um, floor is yours for that. Hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very glad that I came on. Um, as I said before, you know, I've done some other work, but at this time I feel felt like I've been stuck in what that next step is. And this experience has kind of spotlighted, spotlighted some key areas um, that have been eluding me um, on where I need to focus on. Because ultimately what I'm looking at now at this point in my life um is I want to be my most authentic self. I want to be happy. I want to have joy in every day. Um I don't want to work with people I don't like. <laughs> um and in order to get to that place, I feel like those they those areas that we spot that I was able to spotlight today, I was able to see yeah, that needs to change. That needs to change. Um, those are like the keys to getting to where I want to be, to having that everyday joy, that um, being truly happy with my life um, and not being anxious about the visibility. And um, so yeah, I just, um, I just, I feel really, really good about the today's session. Um, and I, I thank you very much. You're very welcome. It's it my pleasure. So beautifully summarized. And uh, in the spirit of your visibility and expression, if uh, you want to let everybody know where to find you, who's the best person to find you, floor is yours for that. 
uh, well, the best place to find me is my website, thathelpfulchick.com. Um, you can also find me on Facebook, but um, either way, you can reach out, email me, message me. I'm happy to give a consultation. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Angela, thank you very much for coming on. As always, we'll include that in the show notes. And uh, for everybody else listening, we'll see you on the next one.